Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Aloha and welcome back to <laughs> Ayers on the Road. Oh, you just gave a big clue, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we are excited to be back in Hawaii. We really love spending some time here. It is as if you've been listening through the years, uh, you will know that we are staying in a beautiful little cottage that used to be a shack. Yeah, every every January and February. Now, let me say something right at the outset, Linda. I was talking to someone the other day who listens to Ayers on the Road, and, and she made the mistake of saying, oh, I just love listening to you guys because you have such a perfect family and a perfect life. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and I had some time, so I took a little time to tell her how horrible we are. Imperfect our <laughs> life really is. I mean, we only tell the good stuff, but we we always try to be as real as possible. We're going to be real today. I've got a migraine right now. I can't see anything on the right side of my vision. I had something I was going to read to you, but Linda, you're going to have to read it. Oh, dear. I can't see. And we spent a lot of time on the airplane the other day talking about the thinking about and talking about the problems that various kids and grandkids are having. And so for the record, we are fellow strugglers like all of you. And the reason for Ayers on the Road or for our books or whatever is not to hold ourselves up as some ideal family or some ideal life. Far from it. But what it is, is to engage you in thinking about families and engage us, engage all of us in trying to think how can we do a better job on the highest priority of our lives, namely our families? How can we balance our the needs of our family, whatever stage we're at in family? And even if we're not married yet, I mean, we're part of families. How do we how do we prioritize yeah. families? That's the whole point. Prioritize right? is the point. And it's the first radio show of the year. I mean, podcast of the year. Yep. 2024. Yep. Season for 14. Us. Season for, 14. Our 14th year. That seems weird. Um, but it is really interesting that I've done some reflection. I've actually had a few minutes to reflect. Uh, with the craziness of the holidays, and you you are probably all coming down, um, too. We are in Hawaii. The kids have not gone back to school, but most kids have. So it's given you a little bit of time to think about what you really want to do. What, you, what do you want to change? Who do you want to be? Um, or in the vernacular, what is your New Year's resolution? <laughs> right. But, you know, we can all do better. We all need to change the things that we need to change. And it's so hard to change. I realized in my habits, I really want to do this and this and this. But yeah, this and yeah. this and this takes over. Kind of has a grip on us. And so, um, and there's a lot of us just have it. It really is amazing uh, that we can be the captain of our souls. But Boy, well, it's, it's forming hard. new, I mean, I like your use of the word habit because there are, we think of habit as often as a thing that keeps us from progression, but as our good friend and basically lifetime mentor, Stephen Covey taught us all, taught the whole world, the seven habits of highly effective people. Habits can be great. And, and really, when you think about it, what we all try to do at the start of a new year is to form some new habits. 
And speaking of Stephen Covey, uh, our son taught at uh, a school that prescribed to his seven habits for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah. They've kind of moved a little bit to a different focus. But I said, so like, what do you do with the kids? He said, well, we have a session once a month, like talking about first things first. And that just, bam, hit me right between the eyes because your New Year's. I that is my New Year's resolution. I get up and I just let the minutia of the world take over and get the things done that need to get done. And there's a thousand things that need to be done every day. And I just need to prioritize the things that are really important to me. A prayer every morning that is really thoughtful. Some exercise that I just keep putting off. I mean, I do a lot of walking and so on, but really seriously taking care of my body has not been a focus of my life. And you always prioritize relationships. You don't have any problem with that. No, but I do because we have 34 grandchildren. How do I stay in touch with with each each of them? And I thought, well. And is that more important than hoovering around? Right. (laughs) That's an inside joke. Um, Because that's what they call vacuuming in England. (laughs) Um, But I did think, you know, if I just correspond with one grandchild every day. You get them all in a month. Well, get them all. I mean, the four little ones can't read or, you know, I can hug them and so on. But I can get to 30 of them in a month. And uh, just let them know I'm aware of them and ask what they're what they're thinking or what they may wor- be worried about. It is just so hard to focus one on one with so many relationships in your in your life. So what we're going to do today on this first edition of Ayers on the Road in 2024 is something that if you're if you're part of one of any any one of these three groups, you should be paying attention today, or we're aiming at you today. And they're pretty big groups. One is if you're a grandparent. Two is if you're a parent. And three is if you're a child. <laughs> of God? Just a child. <laughs> Just a child. So that okay. covers, pretty well covers everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. Because what we're going to be trying to talk about and something that we're developing a course on, we're really into it right now is is a three-generation family. The beauty, the joy, the wonder of a really functional, sometimes dysfunctional, that's part of functional, but a really a, a, an effort-making three-generation family. That's what a family really is. We, in America, we're, we're among, we're an anomaly because we say family and we oftentimes mean parents and kids. But in most of the world, and the way it should be, a family is a three-generation family, grandparents, parents, and kids, all, in many cases throughout the world, living together, but always working together to make each other's life better. And so we're, we're developing this course, which tentatively has the following name, Grandparenting 101, because that's sort of the name we've adopted for our grandparenting classes and so on. But the subtitle beneath it is the team approach to a joyful three-generation family. And team has a triple meaning. Number one, if you're married, you want to work together as a team. Number two, parents and grandparents working together in tandem without stepping on each other's toes for the welfare of the children, coordinating it, having a team. And three, and many of you know this, who took our initial Grandparenting 101 class, the team is an acronym. 
with the, the TEAM standing for the three things that we think every grandparent should be consciously trying to do. And I just have to hop in here because whenever we say team, I think, oh, there's so many widows and widowers who've lost their partners. And there's so many people who are divorced too, probably listening. And so they've lost that partnership. And it, even though a lot of times it becomes a partnership with the kids, even though you're divorced. But I think you need to realize we're talking to everybody that has children or grandchildren that need our love and attention. And we just had this little slice of time to really concentrate on it. Um, it seems like forever. I mean, we our oldest grandchild is 27? 26. Yeah. 26. Um, and there, it just seems like yesterday he was a He's little He's the baby. one that made us a four-generation family, by the way, but we're not talking about that today. Right. That's pure joy. But he's the one that was sitting in that little pumpkin all those years ago when he was a little <laughs> baby. And now his baby this year on our, yeah. um, our Thanksgiving card is sitting in a pumpkin. It just goes so fast. If we don't think about quality time, it's going to be we're going to regret it. We need to put first things first in our relationships. So really good point. Hard. So the, the the three meanings of the team approach to joyful three generation families, all three definitions may not apply. You may not have a team in a, in a spouse, but you probably have the other two and, and any of the meanings apply. So teamwork between parents and children, between parents and grandparents. It's such a powerful, powerful thing. And then, as I was saying, the acronym is the T-E-A-M are the four things that we think every grandparent can do on some level and be happier for it and have happier grandkids for it. T meaning trunk between the limbs and the, of the of the children and the and the roots of the ancestors connecting families and genealogy and in in stories and in family traditions and so on number 2 the ear the e the a the e a r the ear being the ear learning to listen being the one who always listens to the grandchildren and to the children a meaning the assembler the one who pulls the family together for reunions, for Sunday dinners, for discussions, for conferences, for brainstorming, for Zoom calls, the one that sort of keeps the family going. And, of course, M meaning match, because we have come to believe that the way to help grandkids financially or materially, whether you have a lot of money or a little, the way to help them is with a match where they're supplying part of the initiative. And you're matching what they come up with. So not to get into de detail, but the the team approach to three generation, joyful three generation families. It's a big, big topic. It is. And it's kept us a little more focused, um, a lot more focused on what we should be doing. Because we just, once again, you know, we get distracted with life and the things that need to happen in our lives and things that are going on. And then one child has a huge issue and we get totally consumed with that. But I think it's just so good to have an outline of what you're about and then to be able to put first things first, which Absolutely. is just the hard part. That's our goal for the year. And and I want to say, Linda, that, you know, we're special word to you grandparents who happen to be listening today and to you parents. Um, if, if, if grandparenting is grand, 
grand parenting, that contrasts with mundane parenting. <laughs> grand, what's the opposite of grand? Mundane. And uh, I, grizzly. I, I, yeah, I'm not saying anything <laughs> to discourage any parents, but from our vantage point, just want to say parenting is pretty mundane sometimes. You got a lot of responsibility, a lot to do, a lot of just sort of gritty stuff. Would you say grizzly? grizzly. Yeah. It's and grizzly. then grand parenting is sort of grand, but it's still what you want to do is have this teamwork where the grand part of it can also dip into the mundane a little, help out, be a team, work together, right? Right. Um, I We have a friend who listened to our grandparenting thing. She actually was on a mission with her husband, a, a church mission, for uh, 18 months in Germany. And she didn't speak German. It was a totally foreign language. And so she uh, recorded the grandparenting class. And then she came home and did the most amazing thing with it. They are so much better than we are. They are incredible. They came up with some ideas. Boy, you're not kidding. They just took a little spark and made it so much better. So we know that you've got some great ideas in there, too, but sometimes you just need some ideas. Well, and that's the point of this upcoming Zoom course. There's an organization called the Grandparents Academy, and we've come to really, really respect and like the guy who runs it. He's not a grandparent himself. He's just doing this in honor of his grandparents, but he's a he's an aggressive, management-oriented guy who's putting together this nationwide organization of grandparents it's called grandparents academy and we've sort of he asked us to be the headline um sort of master class for this organization and we like him enough and think enough of his ability that we decided to sort of fold our grandparenting 101 online course that's already had a thousand graduates or people that have gone through it to fold it into his organization and so this month, for a full week, the week of January 21st, we're going to give a course every night, a master course in one aspect of grand parenting. But just one hour at a time. Yeah, one at a time, one hour each night yeah. for a whole week, but interactive where people in the Zoom course can ask questions or make comments that we want to form an online community of grandparents who are trying to do it better. So we're going to take a brief break for a minute, but uh, hang on because we have some exciting ideas for you. We'll We'll be be right right back. back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with some really fun ideas for parents and grandparents, for parents to get their grandparents involved, I mean, to get their parents involved, more involved in grandparenting, because it's so exciting. It's so fun to be feel like you're a team with the parents without being upset. I, I do ha- I have to say before you start that I did have a friend who said, I won't let my mother in my house anymore. She is so Oh, overbearing so, so obsessive that she thinks she needs to know everything that i do and that she has a better idea of how to handle my kids and boy that is really hard i know there's probably nobody out there that's doing that but just a little <laughs> caution well if you're a parent listening today 
you know that there are certain things you'd love to have your your parents help with with regard to your children and there are certain things you would really like them to bug off and not you know act like they know everything and you know nothing and get too involved and there are others of you who just wish your grandparents would take more interest in the kids. They're just off playing golf or they're, they've right. done their thing and they're gone. So there's one thing that we do do in this this course that parents have appreciated so much. We've created a questionnaire to send your kids to just ask them how much do you want us to And how involved? do you want that? Help? And how do you want yeah. it? And we did this with our children one year and it was fascinating. One summer, we just thought they just wanted everything we wanted to give them. No, we were really amazed that we had kind of overstepped our bounds and we have backed off and we've had so much better relationship so with this one particular well, family. So so we're just going to give you a quick sample. We're going to there's going to be dozens of ideas in this course. Some of them you'll love. Some of them you'll like. Hey, I would never do that or I couldn't do that or I wouldn't want to do that. But we're just going to give you three or four little samples today. And if you're a parent, don't tune out. This is not just for grandparents. This is the team approach to raising children. And, of course, three the parents are the family. main part of the team. And since I can't see right now with this migraine, but I'm I'm going to be fine. My These little migraines go away pretty fast for me. I'm going to have Linda read. I'm going to give you an idea, then Linda's going to give you an idea, then we're going to do one together just as samples of what's coming up. And then at the end of the show, we'll tell you how to how to sign up for this Grandparents um, Academy. But this one is from a magazine. Um, many of you are familiar with it. It's called the Liahona. It's the official magazine, monthly magazine of our church, of the LDS Church. And... Um, I had a little article in there about about something I try to do with my grandkids as a grandfather. It's not as good as what Linda does as a grandmother, believe me, but I'm doing my best. Oh, we're not and comparing. We just want to read this to you real quickly. Okay, so. Um, Keep in mind, this is me talking, but in Linda's voice. <laughs> Keep that in mind. And he really can't see, couldn't find the pan during no. the break. <laughs> Okay, one day I was thinking about how I could step it up a little as a grandpa. So I asked myself what I most wanted to give my grandchildren. The answer wasn't financial help or fun activities or travel to new places. The answer is that I wanted to share with them the principles that I felt could help make their lives happy and productive and righteous. I wanted to leave a legacy based on faith in Jesus Christ and his eternal plan of happiness. I thought about why my grandchildren might want to know from me based on my own experiences. So I created a list of quote unquote grandfather's principles. The next week I read it to some of my older grandkids in hopes of engaging them in a little discussion. It fell flat. <clears throat> Their looks seemed to say, when will this lecture be over? I tried changing the name to quote-unquote, grandfather's beliefs and grandfather's tips, but those didn't work any better. Then one summer at our family reunion, while I was with some of our elementary-age grandkids, I repurposed my list as grandfather's secrets, and boom, I suddenly had their interest and their attention, and I even had their curiosity. Things got better from there. I polished my list of principles beliefs, tips, 
secrets until I had 10 of them that were simple and basic and that genuinely reflected what I thought was most important and what I felt were the top 10 life guides that I wanted to share. Nowadays, I spread some, I spread our discussion into these in with each grandchild over a 10 year time period. When our grandchildren turn eight, the age of accountability, they receive their first three secrets. When they're 10, pause for a minute, we'll go to the next page. When they're 10, they get one more, then 12, two more. When 14, two more, and when um, 18, the final two. I give rewards and recognition for, for learning them. Some have memorized them. We talk about them, when and how they have applied the, the principles, the secrets. I text back and forth with them, with the grandkids who are old enough to have a phone, at reunions, we have group discussions where they share examples of using them in everyday life. Older grandkids tutor younger ones on what the secrets mean and how they work. What follows are a few examples from my list, but coming up with your own list of secrets is important. They will not be the same as mine. For better, you will list some principles that, that have shaped your life. You will have personal stories about them, and these stories will lead to questions and discussions and to meaningful communication with your grandchildren about important ideas. They will become your legacy in the minds of your grandchildren. As you ponder this and think about your grandkids' needs, which should be reflected in your secrets, you can use the church's new The Strength of Youth guide for making choices as a thought promoter. An additional thought promoter and with reminders from my grandkids, here are some of my secrets. By the way, I had I had to get permission from the grandkids to share some of these because, after all, they are secrets. <laughs> yes, and exactly. I, I actually, we had a meeting and I said, hey, I know they're secrets, but do you think they could help other kids? And, and would you like it if we shared them? And a few of them were like, well, I don't know, they're secrets. But they said yes. And so... Here's just a couple. Just as of, six, actually. Yeah. Uh, and someone pointed this out to and me last simplified. week who had read it. They said, wait, there's supposed to be 10. I can only count six. And it is not all It's of a them. sample. It's, it's a, a sample. sample. First secret, Jesus Christ. In the great drama of life, Jesus Christ plays the leading roles of creator, savior, light, and judge. Any family or individual who centers his or her testimony and life on Christ cannot fail. And then there's a scriptural reference. And our kids have actually memorized, memorized this. this. It's yeah. really amazing to hear him say it back. Number two, choices. The Holy Ghost can help you with all your choices and decisions, large and small. And many of the large ones can be made in advance. Well, that's another topic, making decisions in advance. Three, joy, which I think is one of their favorites. Joy is the purpose of life and a choice you make each day. Yeah, it's their favorite because it's the shortest. <laughs> shortest. They don't have to remember much. Popularity. Oh, this is really a good one, too. Good popularity comes from being nice to everyone, and it lasts. Bad popularity comes from being nice only to certain people, and it doesn't last. And... Number four, relationships. 
Yeah, this is this shows you we don't avoid any subjects. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Sexual intimacy between husband and wife is a bright and beautiful and miraculous thing and a gift from God. Any other uses of sexual relations will darken the light. Obviously, these all take a lot of explanation and discussion, but this this is the part they memorize. And this is about money, money and freedom. Money is a means and not an end, a tool to be used, not a status to be gained. Too little or too much enslaves, while having enough liberates. You give 10%, save 20%, Use 70% principles. This ensures enough and to to spare. The two best uses of money or other resources are, quote unquote, broadening and contributing, which is our family's vision statement. Well, you get the idea. You get the idea. There there are things that, and to have a discussion with these kids uh, on this from the time, I mean, obviously the sexual one comes later for the older kids, but it's so important to have them be aware of the things that first of all are important to you. Your list may be entirely different, but to be able to talk about it with them. Well, in true confession time, one reason that I started thinking about these secrets or principles, as I initially called them when it fell flat is because I felt like a slacker. I was doing so much less proactive grandparenting than Linda was. And I had to come up with something. And I think you should mention one of the things that made me feel like a slacker is what you were doing with Grammy camps every year. I think you ought to give a quick overview, just as a sample of the kind of ideas we're going to be talking about in this Grandparents Academy. And we'll give you the the how to how to get signed up for it in just a minute. But Linda, Grammy Camp. Well, I I actually love this. It's my most fun thing during the year. I have a little Grammy camp with the kids and it used to be overnight and we had some, and then more and more kids came and now we're down to three hours and we <laughs> pack it in. But I, I do start with my favorite scripture. Every grandchild knows my favorite scripture, which is Philemon 512. If any of you have that access, you might want to look it up. But um, I do also want them to know what I love and appreciate about life. And I think sometimes they don't think of us as real people, you know, that have our own passions, just just old people. And so I send them a little list of uh, every year I send and I started with 10, but then it got a little bit cumbersome. So I send them five of my favorite classical music pieces. About Believe it or not, they have come to love classical music. And it is pretty fun to see what's happening. And then five of my favorite art pieces, because I love both of those things. And it really is so fun to see them. And they work on it. And I have a monetary um, reward for We're those who will bribery. do it. We're not about bribery. And it's not huge, like a dollar for each one. <laughs> and then a dollar, if they can say something about it, tell something about it. And then I play it for them. They write it down. The ones who can't write come and whisper in my ear. This is what this is. And it's so fun to see them really get excited about that. If you were to ask any of our grandkids, what is your Grammy love? Well, hopefully they'd say God first, but then they'd say classical music and classical art. Well, and I hope and they would here's say, some of my favorites. They would wait. Say. I hope they would say the scriptures, and yeah, I hope yeah, they would yeah. say ancestors and, because yeah, yeah. we always have a uh, something on an ancestor. One year we had them each take an assignment and become that ancestor and tell the other kids about it. 
Uh, sometimes we have them dress up as an ancestor and tell who they are and what they did, especially our parents, because we want them to know our parents who have been long gone. Well, it's so. amazing what you do. And and a lot of the time, too, in this online course, this masterclass is going to be spent on the team aspect of it, setting up a regular monthly meeting with grandparents and grand and parents, just an adult meeting where the where the children, the grandkids, the, the kids are the topic of discussion where you have a five-facet review of each one, you learn all you can about each of them, and you sort of work together in deciding who will work on what with each child. And it's, I'm telling you, I mean, this is a management challenge, a three-generation family. And if we have the right tools and the right ideas, it can be a really, really joyful one. It, It can. And we really appreciate you. Whoever you are and wherever you're listening, uh, and even if you don't, you know, completely take all these ideas or join the group, just think about. We it. want you to know that we appreciate who you are. You wouldn't be listening if you weren't a great parent or grandparent or interested in your children and their welfare and their so, grandchildren. So here's you just go. It's very easy to get involved in this. Just go to grandparentsacademy.com grandparentsacademy.com and you will find our master class there which starts i think it's the 21st of see the 21st or 22nd you'll see and get in you know join up sign up we'd love to have you and keep listening to ours on the road again whether you're a parent or a grandparent or just a person who wants to be prioritized to family that's what ours on the road's all about so thanks for being with us thank you for joining and we hope that you think a bit about putting first things first in your life too thanks for being there and we'll see you next time on ours on the road aloha aloha